Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Zane Quibido podcast. Uh, my name is Zane Quibido. Uh, I am recording now on YouTube uh, as well as I'm releasing it on uh, podcast form. So you can check me out on my YouTube, which is Zane Quibido. And then if you want to check out my podcast, uh, that'll be uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Overcast and Anchor, and then I think somewhere else that I can't remember, and that's uh, Zang Quibido podcast. So it's very simple. Um, and yeah, so we're just going to dive right in uh, to Psalm 25. This is uh, part five uh, in my Psalm 25 teaching or um, scripture analysis, scripture breakdown. Um, this is me as a student. Uh, not someone who has a PhD or a doctorate in anything. I just, I like studying the word and I believe that God is uh, just teaching me um, his word, different patterns and different just cool stuff. And so I just kind of want to share what I'm learning and hopefully it can help uh, your walk with Christ uh, as well as it is uh, helping my walk with Christ. Uh, something that I do want to do is be open and to be vulnerable and say, hey, I am, I'd turn I just turned 21 like a month ago. Um, so like, I, you know, I want to be able to, to show like as a young person, like my weaknesses, you know, like where I'm weak at, um, as well as I want to show like where I'm strong at or things that I've learned, things that I've picked up and have been able to apply. Like I know that I've had successes that uh, some people think, um, you know, people my age could never achieve or. Uh, I may have failures that you thought, oh, what? He would never have those kind of failures? Like, no, I'm <laughs> I'm a bald, you know, guy <laughs> um, who is trying his best uh, to reflect Jesus. So that being said, let's get started. Let's dive right in. One thing that I want to reiterate and want to continue to uh, read, uh, I think I forgot to read this in some of the episodes, but uh, my goal is to show you Psalm 25 and to reveal some of the foundational qualities of a godly person. For the security of a man's home hinges on the size, stability, and strength of his foundation. And the speed of a man's downfall is the unawareness of himself and the neglect of his foundation. Um, so actually, I'm going to put this right here. This is uh, uh, my sermon, but what I was reading is this little blue part. Let's see if you can see that. Yeah. Zoom in a little bit, and then I'm going to read it uh, one more time. Uh, my goal is to show you a chapter of Psalm, which is Psalm 25, to reveal some foundational qualities of a man. For the security of a man's home hinges on the size, stability, and strength of his foundation. And the speed of a man's downfall is the unawareness of himself and the neglect of his foundation. And so with Psalm 25, um, I want to be able to show what I believe is nine foundational qualities every godly person should have. Um, I want to be able to kind of reveal where it's found in Psalm 25, and then that way you can use this chapter as a daily prayer uh, to God 
to help shape you and transform you uh, into being a more Christ-like person. So let's get started. This week's episode is about remembering. So the first week we did um, being righteous. The second one we were uh, learning about being real. The third one uh, was being repentant. The fourth one, which was last week, um, was being responsible, uh, you know, knowing what our responsibility is and what God's responsibility is. This week is about remembering. Um, I believe this is a huge uh, foundational quality. Uh, I believe every godly person should have. Uh, it's everywhere in Psalm, in Chronicles, or sometimes I like to say Chronicles. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, like you see it in the Old Testament, the New Testament, um, you see it all throughout even church history where remembering is such a huge um, foundational quality um, of a healthy person. So, um, so yeah, let's get started. Um, the, and I know I've said that a few times. So the key verses that we're going to use. And watch this. Your your boy, your boy has a highlighter and a laminated piece of paper. Come on, somebody. Okay, so the main verses in Psalm chapter 25 is verse 3, okay, verse 6, and then verse 7. Um, and we also have um, verse 12 through 14. Yeah, verse 12 through 14. And and I say uh, verse 12 through 14, that may or may not be a stretch, um, but we will we'll walk through it. And then you can use with sober judgment if you think uh, this can be added or like if, if this is valid. So I'm um, not saying like, Everything that I say is ultimate truth and ultimate authority, but who knows? It might be good. So uh, Psalm 25. So we're talking about the importance of remembering. So uh, verse one says to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, and you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. And hopefully just a little side note. I hope even just reading these first two verses, I hope um, through the other episodes like you uh, just feel more um, excited and more, you could say, like awake to the scriptures uh, when you read this, uh, you know, just like, oh, I know what it means here. Oh, I know what it means there. Oh, that like helped shape me last week. Oh, yeah. Like that really spoke to me last week or something like that. Like, I think that would be um, I, I really hope that's what's happening just as we're reading these. Uh, verses and I hope you're like oh I remember you know um, like I remember praying that or I remember listening to that and it like really uh, shaped or, or like re uh, redid like how I perceived things so that's 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 my prayer uh, as we read these verses over and over again and you know see all these cool stuff revealed so to you O Lord I lift up my soul oh my God in you I trust let me not be put to shame let not my enemies exult over me uh, I believe in verse three, it says, indeed, and I think this is, you know, remembering, 
Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. And so um, being able to remember this, we see David in verse uh, 2. It says, you know, oh my God, in, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Uh, let not my enemies exult over me. What we see here is uh, David says, let me not be put to shame because he remembers indeed none who wait for you shall be put to shame. And then uh, we see in that latter part um, of verse three, they shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Uh, David asks in verse two, like, let not my enemies exalt over me. Verse three, it says, they shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Well, if David is God's or if David is waiting for God, that means those who, you know, like are against him, uh, innocents are, you know, like against God. And so, uh, kind of David is putting these two and two together, or actually I think, uh, Psalm 25 was like collaborated with like multiple, uh, singers with multiple worshipers. Um, I don't know, but, but like, it's really cool to see like in verse two, let me not be put to shame because I remember that indeed none who wait for God shall be put to shame. So, oh my God, and you, I trust, let me not be put to shame. I'm saying that because, because I remember that none who wait for you shall be put to shame. So hold up to what you said. <laughs> uh, and then again, hold up to what you said with, uh, let not my enemies exult over me or be proud or, um, pretty much take victory or celebrate over my shortcomings or, um, or, or, or them taking advantage of me, you could say, um, and celebrating over that. So let not my enemies exult over me because Indeed, they shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. And so, and remembering, it's like, man, if I feel ashamed, well, then am I trusting God? You know, um, uh, if I feel ashamed, like, am I really waiting on God? Uh, because it says, indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. Now, there is a difference between being put and uh, feeling ashamed. So, you know, like being put to shame or feeling shamed. So with God, he's not going to put you to shame. Sometimes we, we shame ourselves. And if we're shaming ourselves, then, you know, like as we remember, I think it's uh, in the righteousness or the um, in the real episode, we know that we know that God is not going to shame us. You know, like we know that God is not going to make us feel bad for who we are. Um, and so like realizing God is not going to put us to shame as almost like, um, degrading or devaluing our identity because there are times granted, like when I was making, uh, I think it was the real episode. I felt ashamed right after but like that was just a feeling uh, i wasn't put to shame but i felt ashamed uh the cool thing is is feelings fluctuate uh which means you know like they they, they change as much as um the waters on the beach change so 
Uh, I'm not putting my trust in feelings because they fluctuate, but I'm putting my trust in God because he is steadfast in love. Um, he's merciful. He's gracious. He's good. He's upright. And that's something consistent that I can lean on. And so uh, that's the first part is remembering. Uh, like, like the first thing that we need to remember is indeed none who wait for God will be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. And this is a great thing to uh, remember uh, because when there are people who are feeling ashamed, when there are people who think, oh, you know, like, oh, I bet God's ashamed of me. Well, no, <laughs> because actually in Psalm 25, it says, indeed, none who wait for God will be put to shame. We, we will not feel bad about who we are. Um, like our identity is now in Christ. And so, yeah, like, yeah, you may feel ashamed, but, but really, you know, like, let's really examine that feeling with, with a sober mind, uh, you know, like with, uh, with a logical, um, and with a calm, like steady mind. And honestly, you may not feel like you're ashamed. You may just feel guilty. Um, and, and that feeling of guilt, uh, maybe blended in with the word, um, shame. So being able to remember that and seeing, okay, oh, someone just got shamed. Well, they're not waiting on God. <laughs> uh, they are not waiting on God. Um, and so that's, that's kind of like interesting to see um, that little perspective. And so, and then they shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Now, what in the world <laughs> does wantonly treacherous mean? Well, uh, to put it simply, wantonly treacherous means like you're doing wrong without reason. Um, you know, those people's like, oh, I'm going to pull the chair out of that, like, or I'm going to pull the, the seat uh, under from that kid's, um, never mind, I cannot, I cannot uh, speak the word today. Uh, it's like, oh, I want to slap that kid. And it's like, what, why? That's like, you're going to hurt him. It's like, oh, you know, for no reason. It's like, uh, what? No. And so when you are, when you are evil or when you're doing wrong, um, without reason, you are wantonly treacherous and you will be put to shame. Uh, the cool thing is I don't shame you. I'm not the one who's shaming you. That's God who's going to shame you. Now, I would hate for that to happen. And I pray uh, that God's grace will move you away from that. That way you don't have to be ashamed. Um, um, but, uh, but that's an amazing thing to remember. I will not be shamed when I wait for God. And that kind of ties back to responsibility. It's not about my performance. Um, it's not about my presentation. It's about my posture and my participation. Um, and so I think that's just uh, beautiful and, and it just relaxes me because I know like, okay, I may feel stressed out. I may feel like, um, man, for me, many times when I call people on the phone, uh, I don't know how to say goodbye. I feel like it's either very like <laughs> abrupt or way too long and I just carry on the conversation. Uh, and so there are many times where I will hang up the phone and I'll do like, a, you know, just like moving around like, why would I do that? <laughs> uh, like, why would I do that? Uh, but at the same time, like, uh, look, it's okay. Like, I'm going to get it. I'm more than likely going to get another call. I can learn from my mistake. Um, I can learn that this is something that uh, I'm working on 
let's take you know let's take some notes uh learn my lesson okay now let's move through this so that's verse three uh really you know is tied in with uh verse two and then even it really does tie in with verse one as well like to you o lord i lift up my soul um why do i lift up my soul because i know none who wait for him shall be put to shame like i, I remembered okay if i give him who i am i'm not gonna be put to shame that's pretty lit so yeah I, i'm gonna do that and so remembering that i think is super important especially uh nowadays like with the gen z culture you know feeling ashamed of stuff like that uh body shaming and um you know so many kids uh going through uh, i mean like you look at like social media and just everyone judging um so harshly and and like kids can't be kids anymore like they have to like grow up and be like 17 18 when they're like seven like and so they're not really able to enjoy uh life and so as they're as they're so moldable at such a young age and even um i think your brain doesn't fully develop until you're like 28 i think and so um and and the younger you are the bigger of an impact uh, moments have right? and like moments shape your life and so when you have people who are just so judging of you um man that can really change the trajectory um, of your whole life uh having that impact at such a young age and so remembering and being able to remind people uh that indeed if you wait for god you won't feel ashamed about your body you won't feel ashamed um, you know, about this, that, and the other. Now, here's the thing. You might be convicted. You might be like, be like, oof, like I need to uh, lose weight. Ooh, um, I may need to put on less makeup. Ooh, I need to, I don't cut my hair. <laughs> um, and so like there is, a, and I'm going to go into that, uh, you know, in, in later episodes about like the difference between um, correcting uh, convicting, I think, and then like complaining and like the, the difference between them, uh, the healthy and unhealthy version of them. Uh, but yeah, so like that, I think is a first really, really good reminder. Um, and, and I, and I see like David wrote, um, is, uh, remembering this. And then the next two is, uh, verse six and seven. So uh, verse 6 and 7, it says, Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Um, so the first thing is, is verse 6, it says, Remember, and then verse 7, it says, Remember not. And I uh, wish... I my expo marker uh, did a better job, but uh, it looks like it's running out of ink. So I'm going to use the blue uh, expo marker. So we see, remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. And then remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. So What's cool here is you have the remember and then the remember not. And so this is six and seven. Verse three is directed towards like David and you could say God's people. Um, you know, us remembering 
who God is, uh, that he's not going to shame us. Uh, those who are shamed, however, they're going to be people who do wrong without reason. Verse 6 and 7 is David um, or, or, or the, the worship leaders speaking to God and calling out to God and saying, God, I want you to remember your mercy and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Um, and then I want you to remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. So um, what does God remember? Or, or, or what does what do the worshipers want God to remember? Well, that's God's mercy and God's steadfast love. And then kind of why? You know, so like, for they have been from of old. So that for is why? Uh, why should God remember his mercy and his steadfast love? Well, the reason is, is because they've been from of old. Um, so they have been from of old. So they are predictable. Uh, it is something that God has been doing. And then it says, remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. And, and what's cool is you see like uh, sins, you'd almost say ties up with mercy and then transgressions with steadfast love. Uh, you know, sins is uh, missing the mark. Um, it is turning away from God. It is uh, a conscious decision to turn from uh, to evil. And so with that, how do you combat uh, sin, it's with mercy. And so <laughs> have mercy on my soul, um, you know, on me, a sinner. And then with transgressions, transgressions is rebellion. And so how do you combat rebellion? Well, with steadfast love. Um, and so we kind of see like that and we see, you know, verse two and three, you see how they tie in together. And then in verse six and seven, they also tie in together. And I think that's super neat. Uh, that's why I just Psalm 25 is just, it's really exciting me uh, these past few months. So, um, and then again, it says, you know, according to your steadfast love. So not according to my judgment, um, not, not according to uh, my friend's judgment, not according to my parents' judgment, uh, because maybe my parents are too strict, maybe because uh, my parents are too lax, or my friends don't care, or I'm too hard on myself, or um, I don't know, uh, like, my right hand from my left. Like, I don't know, um, you know, like, what's good and what's bad. So, so, so not, <laughs> so don't remember, you know, like, not according to me and like my steadfast love because mine is not steady mine is not fast um and mine is not true love uh on my own and so i want you to remember me according to your steadfast love <laughs> and so uh remember me and then for this, for the sake of your goodness oh lord um so so what stuck out to me uh, a few months ago was this remember not why uh, didn't it say forget? So like, why not? Uh, why why not? Uh, why not say forget the sins of my youth or my transgressions? And again, I'm not a scholar. I didn't do the um, Hebrew for this specifically. I don't know if I was able to find it. 
um, with the resources that I had um, on hand. Uh, I know I could have found it if I dug a little bit deeper, but I didn't. Um, but I think it says remember and then remember not because uh, correct me if I'm wrong and please show me like, you know, the, the scriptures for it because um, I just don't know. I hear a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, yeah, God will, you know, God will forget your sins. Um, I don't think so. Because it says, like, he'll cast your sins as far as the east is from the west. Um, and he will, and it says here, like, he will remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. So what I kind of see it is like, you know, you have a judge and he's, and he's holding this, uh, you know, he, he's holding all of your... Uh, all of your sins, uh, you know, he has this huge like uh, paper uh, that has all of your faults, all of your mess ups, all of your screw ups, and he's holding it and he says, you know what, I'm not like, like this is real, <laughs> I'm acknowledging this and I'm throwing it away, I'm putting it in the, in the trash, you know, I'm burning it, it's going to be no more, like it was something and now it is no more. Um, and with that, and, and like with, with real forgiveness, um, you don't bring up that past sin. And so what is, uh, what is amazing about God is that he will not bring up all of these past sins to intimidate you or manipulate you into righteousness um, or to scare you into purity um, or scare you or... Um, confuse you or twist you into loving him. That's not what he does. And he doesn't, he doesn't take your sins like, Oh, Hey, uh, remember that one time when you messed up and like, you felt horrible. Well, how about this time we do this? Um, because you did that a while ago. Like, Oh yeah. Because you sinned that way. It's like, whoa, whoa, like God doesn't do that. He says, Hey, yeah, this happened. I'm throwing it away. And, and, and I believe like, cause there's remembering, so that's a conscious decision, a conscious decision, and then remember not. So like remembering is to put a memory into a conscious, um, into like the conscious, uh, forefront of your mind. And I didn't like look up the exact definition, but this is pretty much what come like, this is like a common sense kind of, uh, definition. You could say Zane's definition of remembering. Okay. So with remembering, you have a memory, you have a thing that happened. What you do is when you remember is you put it to the forefront of your mind um, and then you bring it up and now it is in front view where everyone's viewing it. That is remembering. And then remembering not is that memory might pop up, but as you consciously brought up a memory to the front of your mind, you consciously put that memory to the back of your mind and you say, oh, I'm not bringing that up. Oh, that isn't going to be paid attention to or like that, that isn't going to be tended to or taken care of um, I'm going to neglect that thought and so in both verses you see a conscious decision uh, not that ooh, be like ignorant to uh, my shortcomings we saying like uh, remember remember them not you know like remember your mercy and your steadfast love and those will overcome and conquer uh, my sins and my transgressions. And then later we even say, um, you, you know, like we'll see, I think in verse, uh, was it 14? 
No. Um, uh, verse 18, where it says, consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. And so like we see the worshipers confessing their sins. We even see him confessing their sins right here in verse seven. Uh, but remembering that, like, you know, asking, like, as we pray, let us, let us ask God to remember his mercy, which can overcome our sins. And let us ask God to remember his steadfast love, which can conquer our rebellion uh, and which can bring us back to him uh, to restore our relationship. Um, and then why do we bring mercy and steadfast love? Well, that's because of, that's what he's always done. That's how it's worked. Uh, that That is how he operates. That is his M.O., um, is he leads with mercy and steadfast love. These are things uh, that are predictable about God. Um, and then, you know, remembering not so, so putting away or, you know, consciously putting uh, to the back um, of the mind um, our sins and uh, of our youth and our transgressions. And then according to your steadfast love, remember me. That's how I want you to remember me is it is through the filter of your steadfast love of your unconditional love that stays true uh, through all of time and through every situation that love. I want you to filter what you see in my life through steadfast love. And so that is verse three um, is the none who wait for you shall be put to shame. Verse six and seven is is pleading and and asking god um for him to remember our his mercy and his steadfast love and then for him to remember not the sins of our youth and our transgressions um and according to his steadfast love let him remember us uh, for the sake of his goodness and then uh, the last three verses, uh, and again, this could be a stretch. Um, I'm going to say it. I'm going to explain why I think uh, these are also about the importance of remembering. Um, do with it with how you want to of how, how you want to use it. Uh, see if it sticks to you. Uh, but it sticks with me. So uh, this part, I also believe this is David remembering. So. Verse three is David or, you know, the, the people of God, you could say remembering technically like verse two and three, verse two, you have the prayer, verse three, you have the remembrance, uh, verse six, you have the prayer in a way, or like six and seven is almost like a, a prayer and a remembrance, but for God, and then for 12, 13 and 14, I believe that is David remembering as well as we need to remember. Yeah, so uh, now we're going to look at uh, verse 12 through 14. Um, I believe this is about like remembering. And so uh, this is like David or us remembering. Uh, I believe this is this is important. If you don't think this matches, um, then cool. Uh, it doesn't match. But th I'm going to state my case why I think this is this shows the importance of remembering. And so who is the man who fears the Lord? Him, which is God. So. Uh, him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. And again, he is God. So um, who is the man who fears the Lord? Well, God will instruct him in the way that God should choose. You could, you know, that's kind of how to 
reword it uh, to maybe to make it make more sense. Uh, verse 13, uh, talking about who is the man who fears the Lord. So he will be instructed in the way that um, God will instruct the one who fears him uh, in the way that God should choose. Verse 13 says, his soul shall abide in well-being and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. Yeah, so uh, what we see here is God. Uh, you have this guy, and uh, this guy is uh, someone who fears God. And so what God does, he's like, all right, uh, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to instruct you in the way that I want you to be instructed. Uh, and, and God's like, Oh, you fear me? Well, I'm going to choose the way that you should that you should go, and I'm going to instruct you. I'm going to give you instructions, uh, which means you should follow that instruction. Uh, verse 13, it says, okay, who's the guy who fears God? Well, uh, if, if you look, his soul abides in well-being, or his soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. Um, I don't really know what it means, uh, and his offspring shall inherit the land. There might be a Jewish kind of saying um, or uh, this deep meaning behind, uh, and his offspring shall inherit the land. But honestly, I see this as like, um, you know, his righteousness will carry on throughout generations, um, and that the work that he put in, the seeds that he planted will outlast him. Uh, and will last generations. Um, so I see just kind of like a security in his family, uh, and and uh, you know, in his children and his children's children. So like his future will be secure. That's kind of how I read it. I've done too much study, uh, but that's just kind of how I read it uh, with looking at the rest of uh, scripture. And then in verse fourteen, it says, "The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him." And he makes known to them his covenant. And so if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, I put red um, every time it mentions like the guy who fears God. And then blue is, um, is every time it's God speaking. Uh, that way you can just kind of follow along. Yeah, so the friendship of the Lord. You want to have the friendship of the Lord. And uh, uh, in the New King James, it actually says the secret and maybe even like the secret friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. And, uh, and yeah, so you want to remember, like, you know, I think this is so important for us to remember, like, who, like, what do I need to become to be someone who fears God? Or, you know, like, what happens when I fear God? Well, let me remember real quick. Okay, so God instructs me in the way that God chooses. And if God gives me instruction, that means I need to be listening I need to be receiving, um, and then I need to be obeying. And so am I doing any of those? Uh, so, I, so I can be praying this like, okay, uh, am, am I remembering this? Am I remembering that I'm being instructed by God? And and the cool thing is, is watch this, okay? The king of the universe, the maker of the entire universe, he is wanting to personally instruct you. I think that's better than any master class uh, you could ever sign up for. Uh, the, the actual... Um, immortal, perfect, all-loving, all-powerful uh, person, which is who is God, wants to personally instruct you.
in the way that he should choose. And, and what's cool is we're all different and, and every instruction that he has is tailor made for you specifically. And so as we remember, man, when we fear God, like when we stand in reverence and, um, and, and respect, and I'm going to do a whole thing about you know, the, the fear of the Lord uh, in Psalm 25. Um, you know, like w- when we fear God, like, man, we are being personally instructed by a king, which means, which means what he says goes. Okay. I might be able to say, you know, permission to speak. Uh, do you think maybe, uh, this route might be better? And maybe I could, I, you know, like there are many times where, uh, you look at, uh, Hezekiah, I think in second Kings, uh, 18 or something like that. Hezekiah has like, you know, like I think like a year or something like that to live or maybe even less than a year. Uh, and then Hezekiah says, like he turns over in his bed <laughs> and stares at a wall because <laughs> uh, I think he's sick. And uh, he's like, God, I don't want to die. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to die. And so God's like, you know what? OK, 15 more years. There you go. Um, and then like God was uh, God was about to like destroy almost like all of Israel. And Moses was like, oh, wait, 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 please, please, please. Like, um, if I may have like permission, like, like you did, you did promise us that you would deliver us and that we would be your people uh, and that we would be your children. And so God's like, you right. I'm a turn from my anger. Uh, but you look at Psalm 78, the Israelites pushed God's button over and over and over and over and over and over and over but you still see god's mercy in it you also see god's discipline and um just the other day i um i shared a um actually the day i'm recording this i sent a friend like uh 11 or 12 or like 15 different verses about uh you know god loves you when god is disciplining you and so you see a lot of times where god is disciplining uh the israelites um but he loves them. So, yeah, um, so God will instruct you. So if you fear God, he will instruct you. You'll, you should be uh, listening, you should be receiving, and then you should be obeying, okay? Um, and, and you're getting personally trained and instructed by the perfect King of Kings, which is so cool. Um, then in verse... 13, his soul shall abide in well-being. Bro, I'm taking care. Bro, literally the king of kings, the lord of lords, the one whose train, like the train of his robe, fills the whole room of his, like, fills the throne room. Um, The symbolism of that, real quick, is in, I think, Mediterranean culture, like, back in the gap. Um... There was, you know, you had like kings and you had kingdoms. And so if a king conquered a kingdom, that king that just got defeated would give his robe to the king that just conquered. And so then with that king, the, the, the winning king, the victorious king, he would take the loser's robe and I think he would like attach it to his robe. And so it'd be like this bigger robe. Uh, so it kind of shows like how many victories he's won. Um, and God, the train of his robe, fills the entire throne room. 
so cool so cool so we have an un like and and it says in other parts of the scripture but we have an undefeated god who makes no mistakes who has never lost a battle who will never lose who already has won come on somebody the richest the wisest the most powerful the most pure at heart the most generous the most emotion filled person and being you will ever meet is taking care of you and so when he instructs you and when you walk in his way i'm pretty sure <laughs> though you might feel stressed um, though maybe your outward appearance may be a little disheveled your identity will abide in well-being it will be healthy you may be tired you may be um, distraught you may feel really sad there are parts where um, in the Bible it is so healthy uh, healthy to grieve and to mourn uh, it is it is healthy to be angry uh, David has instruction there and then you even look at Jesus um, your soul can still abide in well-being mm, so good uh, when you fear the Lord it says and, and his offspring shall inherit the land so your future don't worry about it like it's taken care of um, that that's kind of how I read it um, and I'm open for commentaries and correction on that. Then in verse 14, the friendship. Oh my goodness, y'all. The friendship. Friend. Or, or, or the secret. The thing that not everyone gets. Not everyone gets this, y'all. Like John 3.16 um, is a different love than John 16 when Jesus is talking to his disciples. Uh, so when God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That's a different kind of love than what Jesus told his disciples. Um, like like the, the, the description of love that Jesus told that he had for his disciples was different and more deeper and more intimate uh, than, than the love in John 3.16. So there's this intimate friendship with the Lord. When you fear him, when you respect him as king, you say, God, I want you, what you want. I'm following under your command. I'm doing what you want me to do. And that's it. That. That is where God will start showing you. And then and when you fear God, like, you know, you you listen for his instruction, you receive it and then you obey it. And he's going to start showing you some secrets. He's going to start showing you some stuff behind the scenes. Um, or he, he's going to show you, he's going to open up some doors that, that really no one can open or didn't even know existed. And, the, and it may not, and it may not look like a promotion, y'all. It may not look like a promotion. It may not look like, and it may not look like monetary value. But you know what Moses got? Moses got to see the back of God. Moses got to spend 40 days straight, like 
40 24-hour days with the Most High God. Just them two for 40 days. Why? Because Moses feared God. He, he, he listened for God's instruction. He received it. He, he went out and he obeyed it. His soul, uh, you could see many times, um, really abided in well-being. His offspring, come on somebody, Moses, his offspring, inherited the land. And the friendship, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he makes known to them his covenant. So good. So good. God is not someone like you will look at so many other religions. And I don't know another religion where the God, not only like the God of the Bible, he doesn't say, hey, you need to come up here. He says, hey, this is the standard, and yeah, you can't reach that. Mm -mm, nope, <laughs> you can't. You messed up. Um, you will never be able to, to come up to this height. But what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to come down to your level because you've fallen, you are lost sheep, and I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to bring you up next to me. That's what a shepherd does. He doesn't call the shepherd to come up to him. When the shepherd doesn't, or when the when the sheep don't know anything, the shepherd goes down to that sheep, and picks up the sheep. Wherever it is, he brings it close to him. Now, granted, there are many, there are some times where the sheep will continue to wander and get lost and run away. So you know what the shepherd does? He breaks their legs and then he puts like casts on on their legs and carries them so that the sheep will know the shepherd's voice and so that the sheep will know when it's going too far when it starts uh when it when it's harder for the sheep to listen to his voice and the sheep cannot listen to the shepherd's voice you've gone too far but god so loving and merciful knowing that we're humans comes down saves us and then how do we grow in him it's by spending time with him by obeying him but the thing is is he longs to show us how and why he does what he does and so he makes known to us his covenant his his promise the promise that he made he makes it known to us so i think moses and i think david because david talks about holy spirit come on somebody like david so many times prophesies about the coming Messiah, which is Jesus. And he prophesies about, um, about Jesus and Moses. You look at Moses all the time they spent with God. Uh, there, the, then there just came a point where, uh, where I believe if Jesus came down in Moses's time, Moses would have recognized Jesus because God made known to him his covenant. Because some of them saw just on the surface level, oh, yeah, you know, God's going to take care of us. You know, he's going to save us, blah, 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 blah. But then, like, and then God makes known to us who Jesus is. So that's kind of how I see that. It's, yeah. Um, 
So why is it important to remember this? Or why is it important to remember this? Is because we need to remember what the fear of the Lord looks like, what the fear of the Lord, um, like what we get when we uh, fear the Lord. And there's actually um, a psalm. It's Psalm 103. And it talks about uh, fearing God, talks about, you know, walking in God's commandments, but it also talks about the blessing um, and, and and the character of who God is, you know, and, and really kind of what you get when you fear God. Uh, and I think it's, you know, just, just quite magical to read. Honestly, uh, it's quite magical to read. And so Psalm 103 uh, really spells out uh, just the... I'm going to make this word up, immaculacy of our Lord and of our dad. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, we see like, oh, yeah, God's our father. Like, OK, so can we call him dad? Like, now I think I think when you're praying in a group setting, you say like daddy or like daddy God. Like, personally, I think that's, you know, hey, man, like, but honestly, if that's how you see God and like and if you just need to like. If you need to pray that, bro, go for it 100%. Like, I am 100% for it. Um, but would I do it in a public setting? No. Um, and, and, and like, people just, you know, like, kind of learning the language or, or kind of learning the the language, you know, to, to, re, to relearn how to speak to God. And, like, we don't say father a lot, uh, but we do say dad. So I think now, of course, I think with father, there's more reverence, you know, and there's like, oh, like you, you're reminded of his role in your life. Um, but with dad, like there's an intimate like, hey, dad, you know, like, um, like, I feel like my walls are down when I say dad uh, and, and I feel more um, inclined to intercede uh, and to ask and to uh, repent uh, because, you know, I feel like with uh, when saying dad, it's almost like I'm coming into my dad's arms and he's hugging me. And it's just like, that's it. That's life. <laughs> it's this love, um, of being safe, uh, in my dad's arms. And so I'm going to call out, you know, to my dad, uh, you know, will I, will I say dad in a group setting? I don't think so. Unless it's like a, you know, we're all mature believers and, uh, and we're just having a good moment definitely pop that out um but you know as as people grow in the faith uh may say father may say god uh jesus holy spirit you know um stuff like that so uh that's what i have you know like just for the scripture just what stood out for the scriptures um i know we're at 53 minutes but i'm gonna keep going because i have many more notes because uh, I didn't think that was going, that was going to go so long. So we're just going to keep going uh, because this podcast is about going in. Like it's about going deep into the scripture. Uh, it's about really just kind of fleshing out stuff. And I want it to be like, you know, coffee talk, Bible study, pretty much. Like this is, this is what I do. Like I, like, I love this stuff. Love it so much. So um, yeah, so, so what we've been learning about is the importance of remembrance, you know, like, man, even if you just remember, I mean, like, what's really cool is, is you see like, okay, the two things 
if we're if we if all we have is Psalm 25 right now to really hone in and to like to memorize to share with everyone like to teach like if this was our main prayer honestly we have two really good things that we are called to remember and then uh, we have something that we can um, call to God to remember uh, the two things that we need to remember is that none who wait for God will be put to shame. Those who get shamed are wantonly treacherous or, or, or they are like the people who get shamed are the ones who do wrong for no reason. Yeah. We need to remember that. Okay. Uh, that's really important, especially in this society. Um, if, if we don't remember that, then I don't think we will be able to provide as much hope as we should. Uh, or, or as we can, like we can provide a lot more hope in this world if we remembered or even just read like what God has for us in the scriptures um, and, and, and in who he is. Like God isn't just like he isn't limited to the text, but like he is literally involved in our whole life. Um, and so that's our first thing to remember is about shame, like who's not getting shamed and who is getting shamed. <laughs> Uh, the second thing um, is remembering who is the man who fears the Lord. What what does his life look like? And so we need to remember that. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Well, if you fear him, well, God will instruct you in the way that God chooses. Um, your soul shall abide in well-being. Your offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord? Yeah, that... That'll be for you. The secrets of God, that'll be for you. And he will make known to you his promise. It's amazing. But, and, and I don't want to get focused on like just the individual part. Because here's the thing. Most, most of scripture is, is community based. It's about unity. Uh, it's about being one. Like being together. Um you know, you look at uh, Revelation and First Corinthians, and I think Romans, um, where it talks about like, yeah, there are many members, but one body. It's one body. Paul, I think in in his letters, um, I think I saw this like in a tweet from a pastor. He said like, Paul uses the word us and like we statements like fifty six times. Or, or when he talks about um, faith in God, he says our faith. The God of our faith, of our salvation. He says that like 56 times. And then when he says my salvation or like my God, my faith, he says that like three. That's because the Bible is so full of people. It's not always about the person, but it's about people. And so like hone in yourself, you know, like your person. Uh, so that way you can be a healthy member of the entire body. And so, um, with this, it's like, man, this, this, this chapter is not just for you. It isn't it. This chapter is not for you. It is not just for you. It is for other people who are suffering and need help. It is for other Christians who need to be encouraged, who need to be instructed, who don't know um, what they're doing or if they like they need correction they need encouragement well you now have this tool to help them remember who God is or if they don't know like if, if they don't if they didn't know 
about Psalm 25 before. Well, now you're not reminding them, you're revealing to them Psalm 25 and how they can lean in on this. And so this, the word of God, the spirit of God, the salvation of God is not just for one person. It was made available through one person, which is Jesus, um, is with community. We have to own our own faith, but we have to do it together. Like, like, like you work on your own faith, okay? Because if you say you're saved and you're not actually saved, well, that's on you, okay? But my salvation, like... I'm working on it, or like I am working on my sanctification. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna live my life fully in love with Jesus, uh, and I'm gonna help everyone like along the way. Um, so own up to your own faith, uh, but we work and we live together, uh, and and we and we're being married to Christ. So like the whole body of G, like like the whole body of the church. Is being married to Jesus. So if you're so stuck on a denomination, there's think you can disagree with people. My goodness. <laughs> you can disagree, still be family, still be tight, still be close. You have this like, like, okay. Do you know how many friends I have that like mayonnaise? I don't like mayonnaise. We're still amazing friends. Now, of course, there are things that we hold on to pretty tightly. Um, but we just need to know the essentials of the faith. You know, like Jesus, uh, you know, like we are not saved by works. We are saved by grace through faith. Um, man, to be saved is to repent and believe that Jesus is our savior and that like Jesus is the one that we can lean to. Uh, and, like Jesus is the one who saves us. There you go. Like, and just, like believe. Believe in Jesus. You know, like, uh, he was born of a Virgin Mary, lived a perfect life, died for our sins, rose again. And through faith in him, we can be saved. You know, like, don't make it so divisive because we all are, we all are, are, are need to be um, getting ready for our groom and why would I drain myself of so much energy trying to say my part of the body is better than your part when that really doesn't when that ultimately doesn't matter all of it's going to be given to him and so yes we should yes we should study the word and yes I think it's good to have some disagreements like here and there like there are things that like we kind of have freedom um, to judge with sober judgment and humility and with grace, but we shouldn't be dogging on each other on things that are so not essential. So that's a little rant, um, but we're being married, like we're getting married to him. I'm so excited and y'all aren't going to ruin my wedding day. Okay. So um, so let's, yes. So that's the fear of the Lord. And then what does God need to remember? Uh, that's what I was on. So, you know, verse three is, uh, us 
need to remember that um, about waiting on God. What happens when we wait on God, we won't be put to shame. And then uh, if we do wrong without cause or without reason, we will be put to shame by God. And then we also need to remember who is the man who fears the Lord. And then what 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 does that look like? You know, if, if I were to fear the Lord, what what will that look like? And then God, what what do we want to ask God during our prayer um, or during our life? Like, what do we want God to remember? We want him to remember his mercy and his steadfast love. And then from there, we want God to remember not the sins of our youth or our transgressions. And according to God's steadfast love, we want him to remember us. We want him to. We want God to remember us, but according to his steadfast love. Okay, cool. Awesome. So now we get to move on. Um, so that is just the verse stuff. Okay. Um, so now to kind of reinforce the uh, importance of remembrance, there's a book called uh, The Silence of Adam by Dr. Larry Crabb. There is a chapter, uh, chapter six, verse, uh, oh, uh, chapter six, page 77 through 85. It talks about uh, uh, a call to remember. So this is about men, you know, the silence of Adam. So it's talking about men, goes through some stuff. Um, honestly, I'd recommend anyone to read it. It's, I think it's just it's a solid book. Um, I, th I think it's a solid book. Uh, but he talks about remembering. Uh, and then he mentions uh, on page 79, the last pair or the second to last paragraph he talks about Genesis 127. Uh, and if I can read it real quick. So in Genesis 127, uh, and I'm just kind of reading uh, from here, it says Genesis 127 tells us explicitly that God created man and woman uh, in his own image, male and female he created them. In this passage, the word male translated from the Hebrew word sakar, um, or the word male is translated from the Hebrew word zakar, which means the remembering one. What a curious word to describe a man. One might have expected a word meaning strong one, strong one, or the one who leads, or the powerful one. But instead, man is described as the one who remembers. Why? And then it goes on, um, you know, talking about like us being created to remember. Um, he says it means, uh, first, that we have something important to remember. Second, it suggests that we have a reason to remember and then uh yeah and then he just kind of goes on where uh, he talks about like when when men get together and uh you know we're at a dinner table we're catching up uh you know we're talking about life well every time and i'm a man and i grew up as a man my whole life <laughs> uh at the dinner table or you know wherever we're hanging out there will come a time where we will start talking about memories. Uh, I literally 
I cannot remember a time where we didn't start uh, storytelling. So we start telling stories. And the thing is, is like, you know, I could be hanging out with some of my friends and I, and, and I could be telling a story and someone even like, uh, correct, like an accuracy part. Uh, and, and they may even fill in uh, parts of the story that I forgot or something like that. And we'll start telling these stories about what happened and we'll, and we'll laugh and, um, you know, and we'll maybe cry or I don't know. We usually laugh. They're usually funny stories. Um, and so it's like, why do we do this? Well, because like, we need to remember because, uh, and I forgot all the points, uh, that Dr. Larry Crabb put. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find the, uh, the, the reason because there is the actual reason in the book, but, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, why do we do this? Well, it's because like, you know, we need to remember, we need to reflect of like, you know, what has happened. And I think it really encourages us to move on to the future. Um, as well as remember, like, you know, man, life might be trash right now. Um, but remembering all of the good that has happened can really relax you or even talking about other like horrible moments in your life where it's like, Oh man, you know, like, you know, I'm going through this. Hey, but do you remember when you went through that? And you're like, yeah. And it's like, see, and like, even just remembering like, oh, I got through that. So that means, you know, I think I can get through this as well. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a huge encouragement uh, to remember. So, and Dr. Larry Crabb, and also in Genesis one twenty seven, it says like the word means Zakar, like the remembering one. So I actually did look up that Hebrew and it is Zakar. Uh, properly, it's defined as um, remembered. So uh, properly means remembered. And then side note, I did a little side note thing. Um, the meaning for female there, uh, it isn't like something like super cool. It just means like, you know, defining like your, your gender or, you know, you know, like your sex, you know, like she is a female. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the male is a car and then a uh, female, I forgot what it was, um, like what it was in the Hebrew, but it means female. Uh, Dr. Larry Crabb, uh, in his little section called a reason to remember is, uh, he mentions Deuteronomy chapter four, verse nine through 10. And it says this, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb when he said to me, assemble the people before me to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. So one of the big points that Dr. Larry Crabb talks about is um, men are called to, and this is a quote from uh, Dr. Larry Crabb. It says, men are called to pass on something important to future generations, not just a passing of history, but a passing on the memory of God in our lives. It is in the act of placing our present lives into the larger perspective. And goes on to say, indeed, the psalmist testifies to hope and uh, to the hope and courage of Israel's stories gave him. 
So in Psalm uh, chapter 44, verse 1 through 3, it says, We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us what you did in their days and long ago. With your hand you drove out the nations and planted our fathers. You crushed the peoples and made our fathers flourish. It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. And so, and and, and Dr. Larry Crabb has like this, uh, you know, uh, three more sentences right after this. It says, my father didn't give me answers to my struggle. And he talks about, you know, struggling with stuff. But uh, he said, my father didn't give me answers to my struggle, but his remembering gave me courage to go on in the midst of it. His stories gave me hope. So a lot of counseling, um, I think, you know, as as friends uh, and as brothers uh, and, and as sisters, man, we need to remember what God has done, um, not only to... Or, you know, like mainly so that we can remember who God is, that we can continue to fear and and revere him. And remember, like, you know, uh, what we get uh, when we fear the Lord. And I'll just kind of like leave that uh, out there as I as I continue talking. But like, you know, as, as we remember what we get when we fear the Lord, man, we need like we truly need to remember this so that we continue to fear him, that we continue to respect him. And when we continue to remember all that God has brought us through. So church history, I believe, is really important to learn and to remember. Uh, that way, when things come up, we can we can notice a pattern, uh, seeing if we if we repeat ourselves. Because uh, we if we don't learn our history, then we remake it uh, when we could have just learned beforehand. Um, and so uh, it's really important, or I believe it is really important to remember because um, because there are sometimes I don't have the answers I really don't uh, I don't have the answers to all of life's hard questions um, I don't have all the answers when there's suffering happening but I can remind you and I can bring you to remembrance what God has done in your life what God has done in my life and what God has done uh, in the past. And, we'll, and then I can remind you that God, uh, like of what God said he will do in the future. So that might not give you an answer, but it sure can give you hope. And Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. And remembering like remembering that verse, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation or troubles or uh, trials, and then uh, being constant in prayer. Remembering that, hey, I may not have the answer to what you're to what's going on, but I can remind you of some stuff, and that can give you hope, and, and that can that can help give you courage um, and hope to take another step in this life. And so uh, I would recommend you all to get Dr. Larry Crabb's book. Again, it's called The Silence of Adam. Um, where'd it go? There it is. It's in 
I'm just going to hold it up for a second. The Silence of Adam uh, by Dr. Larry Crabb. And, um, and now I want to talk about like personal stories uh, in my life about, um, you know, just to kind of share the importance of remembering. Uh, so the first story is, um, it is Friday today. Friday. Um, so uh, this past Sunday, crazy stuff happened. Um, yeah, just crazy stuff like my dog uh, got stuck under uh, our porch deck. That doesn't happen. Um, it felt like a bunch of like, I don't know, it just, things were things were getting set off, uh, you know, like I was like on edge and I usually am not on edge. Uh, I felt very anxious and I'm, I'm almost never anxious. So I was like, okay, hold on. And I felt like high strung as I can get something's going on, something's going on. Um, and the cool thing was, is because I was able to remember like, okay, this isn't my MO. Like this isn't how I operate most of the time. Like these things that are happening, like there, there's no, there's no history or there's nothing uh, in the past that would cause or that would make something, um, you know, do this, you know, so, um, you know, like me, let, let's say me being angry. Well, there is no, there is no thing to like set me up to have anger. So that means it, it, was, it was nothing deeper than this. So usually if there's, if there's nothing deeper, um, uh, like under my emotions or something like that, or like under what I'm doing or like the, the current action, uh, then that might just be a spiritual attack or that might, I might be trying something new. Um, but like, it, it really kind of shaves it down. So I was like, okay, you know, like I'm do I'm like, I'm doing everything. Okay. Like I'm remembering, you know, that I've been in God's word and I've been worshiping him and like, everything's cool. And so seeing like, you know, dog doing this and blah, 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 blah. I was able to discern that it was a spiritual attack. And so I rebuked every satanic spirit, every demon. Um, I was talking to God. I was like, because I pretty much like rushed home and we had like worship practice in like 30, 40 minutes. And I lived 20 minutes away um, or, or like I was 20 minutes away from my house. Uh, and the church was 20 to 30 minutes away from uh, my house. And so I was like, all right. <laughs> and so um, I was praying with God. I was like, God, I pray that, um, you know, everything's okay. And I don't have to go all the way home because I knew it was going to be late. And so I was like, God, I'm frustrated. It's like, what's going on? Um, but again, like I rebuked any demon, uh, anything that was going on. Um, everything was settled. I pretty much drove for like five minutes. Everything was taken care of, went back to the church. We were all good. Uh, but just being able to remember like what happened throughout the week. Um, how I was feeling, what was happening then, like just assessing the situation. Uh, I was able to remember, it's like, oh, okay. Um, you know, if, if this, this, and this, and this, and this kind of happen, uh, I can kind of give a good guess uh, or a good estimate. Uh, again, with like sober judgment and humility and with grace, I feel like this is a spiritual attack. So I acted on it. Um, and I, you know, strapped in my spiritual Glock, uh, AKA my Bible, um, and I started, you know, rebuking some spirits and stuff like that. And then everything was fine. Uh, and then we had an amazing night. Holy spirit moved incredibly. And I was, uh, it was such a good night. Um, so everything worked out. Uh, then, uh, with 
remember and then like another story um i remember like i i believe that remembering things can bring revelation and i'm actually gonna do a little little point that i'm gonna talk about um but i believe remembering can bring revelation and so i knew psalm 23 so i memorized psalm 23 i've had it memorized for since i was like in 10th grade i think or 11th grade um i was like you know what I'm going to memorize some scripture. And so I chose Psalm 23. I've had it memorized for almost five years now. Yeah, about five years. Um, and then I think like the day I was preaching it or teaching it, I guess, um, I had a revelation about Psalm 23. I was like, oh my goodness, this is about like your walk with God, like, like from from the moment you receive salvation to the moment you enter heaven pretty much uh so it just and i'm gonna do that like on another time like really go into that because it's it's super cool um but i was able to go into psalm 23 and like because i remembered it and because i kept playing it over and over and over uh and asking god to teach me like there were other things that i was taught uh but then i finally just had that revelation i was like oh my goodness and so um, with that, like, I really had a lot of revelation. Um, and then I remember just being able to journal, like, uh, my first year I journaled, uh, like my first year of college, um, I journaled like every single day, like at least almost like a page a day, at least, um, I would write out most of my prayers. I still have all of them, um, in binders. My second year, I barely wrote a single thing. <laughs> um, and then my third year, you know, I wrote a good bit. Uh, and I still write often. Like, I almost always have a, a spiral notebook with me. Um, but with the practice of journaling, with the, you know, with the practice of journaling, uh, I can remember so much stuff, like minute details uh, throughout the day. Um, I can remember just tons of stuff, mainly just because I took that habit of writing it down. And so when I wrote it down, and here's the thing. I didn't start off with an amazing memory, then started writing down, then had a better memory. Um, it wasn't amazing uh, when I like right before I started journaling. But then when I started, um, it really it really drove a discipline of me being more aware um, of and, and just taking mental notes of what was happening throughout the day. And so um, things were just better ingrained in my head. And so uh Yes, yeah, so journal and actually I've been journaling since before my first year. Um, but my first year like really, really journaled a lot. Um, so I remember a lot from my first year. And so I would suggest, you know, writing. <laughs> and then uh in that uh and then uh in my real episode, uh, which was my second episode about uh in Psalm twenty five, uh, I talk about contemplating taking my life. Uh but I remembered who God is and what God does. And so through remembering him, I was able to take it one day at a time. Uh, I knew that trees didn't grow in a day. Uh, and so I knew trees had storms, they had dry seasons. And so, uh, you know, and with that, I took it one day at a time, one day at a time. And uh, it was so healthy. It was so wholesome. Uh, and that's what I did. So, um, uh, yeah, so just being able to remember who God is, like, literally helped me through one of my darkest times. 
and uh and I know uh I've had people and I've even had like my family were like hey we haven't had the best um like we haven't had the best life where everything's uh dandelions and roses okay there are times where like hey can I be honest families people have emotions and uh there was a time where my family did not feel good <laughs> and um and it was like we didn't like we didn't always have good moments and so there are times where uh we exploded at each other uh we yelled at each other we've had uh fights and stuff uh, but yet at the same time like i would continue to remember who god is what god has already brought us through and that and that gave me hope that we would get through another thing and you know what we're still a family and we still love each other and it's amazing and i feel like uh we're even healthier than we were before and so um being able to remember who god is when you don't have the answer helps so much and it gives you so much hope uh, for the future and now i want to move into uh practical steps that I have learned from remembering. And so I grew up, I would say for the, for the majority of my life, uh, knowing the practice and practicing remembering. Um, so I want to share some practical steps that I've learned. Um, and again, most of this stuff, like, you know, transition from high school. Now I'm in college. Um, a lot of this I learned, uh, from high school and middle school. Wow. And like early years of college. So um, this stuff is like, hey, a young person did this and uh, and it really helped them. So uh, the first thing, the first lesson is this. OK. Repeating remembrance brings repetition. OK. And then what you repeat brings reshaping. And then reshaping brings revelation. Then that revelation will usually bring another little bit of reshaping and the cycle continues. So remember, repeat, which is, you know, repetition. Um, then you will have uh, reshaping. Then you will have revel revelation. Then you have reshaping. Then you'll have revelation. Or sometimes it's like you remember you reshaped and then revelation or remember uh, revelation. Like it's one of those uh, remember revelation, repetition uh, and reshaping. Those are kind of like the four that, that are always like hanging out. Like they can kind of be in any different order. Uh, but usually when remembrance comes, there's going to be revelation. There's going to be a reshaping of who you are, your identity. Um, there's going to be a reshaping of your life. And it's it's super amazing. Or reshaping your perspective of God. Or, or reshaping the perspective of uh, the world around you. How you see the world. Uh, how you see you. How you see your family. And then um, and then with repetition, it brings uh, discipline. Uh, and it brings all of who God is and what he's done. Uh, not only in scripture, but more importantly in your life. Well, not mm, equally as important. Um, you remember the testimonies of God in your life as well as in the scripture. So uh, remembering, repeating, reshaping, and revelation. Those are the four things. I'm going to repeat it one more time. 
uh, and then we'll move on to the next thing. So the first lesson that I've learned from remembering or, or practicing remembrance is remembrance brings repetition, repetition brings reshaping, and reshaping brings revelation. So you write those four down and then they can kind of go in any order. In all honesty, you could even just have a revelation. Then you remember about something else and then it reshapes you or something. <laughs> sometimes it's just two of them. You're like, oh, sometimes you just remember. Sometimes you just remember and then it repeats. Kind of like Psalm 23. I didn't always like, sometimes it was just repeating it. Sometimes it was just repetition. Um, but then a few years later, got that revelation. It was super awesome. Uh, the second thing that I've learned, man, write down what happens. So journal, um, do voice memos, uh, write it in your phone. I do all of the above. Um, I do videos. And so if something cool happens to you, if God speaks to you, uh, if God moves one night, um, if you see someone get healed, if you see someone prophesied over, um, if you just feel like, Man, I just served someone and it felt so good. Um, if you feel like you want to encourage yourself, bro, write it down, journal it, like document stuff. Um, with viewing the entirety of my life, okay, me remembering all of the stuff throughout throughout my life, and, I, and I'm going to give a personal story about this, um, but a very old tactic that I've seen Satan um, and any demon, okay, I'm just going to throw that out there, yeah, any demonic, um, any demonic person, um, it's a very old tactic, but what they'll do is, is once a good moment happens, or, or um, you know, like maybe a healing happens, or a prophecy happens, their old trick that they'll do is, or their old tactic, is they will try to make you um, forget what happened, and they'll usually do it in form of a distraction or they may give or, or they may try to magnify this small issue and blow it up to these huge proportions uh, to where you forget the good that has happened. Um, there was actually, yeah, I'm going to continue this point and I'm going to talk about uh, the story in Vegas because um, I was doing a helping a, a big company um convention that our school helps out with to help pay tuition so um yeah so a very old tactic satan and demons use is the tactic of memory loss and distractions if they can make you forget what happened yesterday or in the past they can drive you to repeat the same trash you did um you know like sin um or forget what God did. And so uh, if you if you don't remember what happened the day before or, or in the past, like the, you know, this cool move of God, now it's so much easier to bring you back to that old sin uh, that, that Satan had you in. Uh, and it's also easier to forget what God did and now uh, not rely on God as much as you did the day before. So um, be careful. Be very careful 
And when I mean document what happens, I mean it with the most sincerity possible. So be careful, especially the day, like the exact day. Be very careful. The, the, the day you are obedient to God, okay, and, and you witness or participate in something that would encourage you to further submit yourself to God, write what happened down. I'm being dead serious. Even if it's a voice recording, if it's a note on your phone, it doesn't have to sound pretty, doesn't have to be anything articulate or immaculate or eloquent, doesn't have to be well worded, it doesn't have to be well described, you have to document it. And then set a reminder for the next day to look back at that note, or even just to know the title or to remember the title of what happened. Okay? Like, honestly, because look, here's a story. You ready? And I, and I, and I, and this story is such a highlight because I already knew the truth and I've already been walking in this for years. And so when I told this person, they didn't listen. It was the exact lesson. Oh man. Oh my goodness. So what happened is me and a buddy, we were, um, we were in Vegas. Uh, we were staying at one of the night, um, at one of the hotels there. And, um, they pretty much had like this huge mall, uh, like a shopping area. And they had like a bunch of like, uh, food courts and they had a Popeye's there. That's when the spicy chicken sandwich came out. I think it was, uh, 2019, um, start of the school year. So maybe November ish, uh, September to, uh, November, somewhere around there. And, uh, man, uh, you know, God was moving there. Uh, you know, we were able to, uh, preach the gospel to a couple of people. Uh, you know, we were able to encourage other people. We saw some other Christians there. Uh, but there was this, uh, there was this one person and I have the notes on my phone. Um, but there's this, uh, one person we were able to talk with them. And, uh, my buddy, uh, felt like he had a word for them. And he actually kind of like prophesied over them and he was like super cool. And, th and then we prayed for them. Um, and, and they said like, man, like, and I feel like this was just like, I needed this. And, and my friend was like, yo, that was so cool. And I said, you write it down right now, or you will forget. <laughs> I was like, write this down now, or you will forget. And I said, I said, mark my words. I said, Satan and I said, I, I will remind you tomorrow because, because he wasn't writing it down. And like, like he didn't write it down. Like after I told him and I said, look, you mark my words, you don't write that down. You will forget what happened today because it was a, it was a huge turning point for him or like, it could have been a huge turning point for him. Uh, he didn't write it down at all. And I was like, I just wanted to. <laughs> shake him because like this is something that that has been happening that I have seen happen consciously seen happen with my own two own two eyeballs for for a decade for a decade okay tell him to write it down he doesn't write it down the next day 
I asked him, hey, do you remember what happened yesterday evening? And he was like, no. Because, and he was also complaining about something bad happened. And it was, it was such a small thing. Blew it up out of proportion. And he was like, I don't remember. I was like, oh my goodness. So I pulled up the note in my phone. And he was like, oh. And I said, did, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you to write it down? And I rebuked him for not listening to me. I did. Okay. Um, because this is something, it is a old trick. It is one of the oldest tricks that I've seen Satan use, um, that or, or any demons use is, is the art of forgetting and the art of distraction. Cause if you're distracted, then you can't grieve and you can't process emotions or you can't be happy and enjoy something. And so you never get the full satisfaction or, or, or the fullness of, of the moment that's being, uh, that's, that's happening. And so you delay stuff. And so when you continue to delay even like your feelings and stuff like that, um, and I'm not saying like there are times to cry. There are times not to cry. And I talked about that in my real episode, but like if you keep delaying things, um, in order to, um, be focused on a distraction, then what is your obedience to God going to look like? Is that going to be distracted as well? Are you going to delay in obedience to God, which is disobedience? So that's why you look, you write stuff down. And then the next day, set an alarm for like lunchtime. And then just put as the, as the title, hey, look back at your newest note. Or look back at the note that says, God did this. And, the, and like as simple as that, it will open it like it will just transform your entire view on life. So expect God to move. Remember that fear of the Lord. You're going to see some cool stuff like God's going to move in your life. He's going to instruct you. He's going to give you divine appointments with people um, like literally just happened tonight. Uh, we met uh, me and two other friends. We're driving around. Um, we're just going to take a shortcut uh, to the place where we parked and we met three guys we're like or or like they're just kind of three guys just chilling and then uh one of my friends with me was like wait is that a bible so we so we stop bro we talked for like 30 minutes about jesus and they and like they were studying the word they spoke uh spanish and like one of them you know was kind of able to speak uh english but bro it was amazing because we were talking about jesus and we had this amazing moment uh to share together uh and to and to encourage one another and just being able to see that like i believe that god really set that up um because when we uh were you know we're, we're going around town um and even kind of throughout the day, I was like, man, God, like, I want to see you move again. Like, you know, I want to, I want to be encouraged by like meeting someone or something like that, uh, or like meeting a stranger and boom, it happened. I met three of them. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and you know, yeah, it was just super cool. So document stuff. That's a huge thing that I've learned that I've been, um, applying for at least half a decade. Um, and I've seen again, one of the oldest tricks, uh, that I've seen in my life is that Satan and, and all of his, uh, demons will try to, uh, make you forget what happened, uh, to be distracted, uh, by something else and to magnify something that's minimal. 
So remember what happened. It's so important to remember because uh, that is something that can really help um, sustain your faith. So there's stuff that can kind of like increase your faith. So like, you know, like in the moment, ooh, that could, you know, a healing happen. Boom. Wow. That's like super encouraging. Um, you know, I feel like I could, I could heal someone. Well, boom, your faith just got raised to the level, you know, just, just got shot with, uh, you know, with, with some energy. Uh, but to remember that stuff the next day and the next day and to bring it up and to tell it as a story and, and to remind people like, guys, like this is a God who's a, like our God is alive and is moving. Let me tell you like a story of like God actually moving. I saw it yesterday. Y'all, there was a person who like didn't have a toenail and then we prayed for them and he had a toenail and that's actually a, like a healing that happened uh just a just a couple weeks ago someone didn't have a toenail we prayed for them and they had a toenail right after the prayer and it wasn't a oh father how how art thou thine uh requesteth the um please. like i wasn't and i wasn't like nerve nervous either i was like hey god um, so uh, I just heard my friend and I was like, oh, what's your name? And then, you know, they told me, it's like, you know, hey, uh, so I just see this guy here, uh, you know, insert his name. Uh, man, he, he doesn't have a toenail. Uh, God, I pray right now. I know that your name is Jehovah Rapha. I know that you're a healer. Um, I know that you created this world with like words. <laughs> and so uh, if you can create this whole universe with words, I, I, I know you can heal this uh, toenail. So God. Can you like like will you will you heal this toenail right now? Uh, like like I I know there's no toenail, so I I pray that there's a toenail. Um, I thank you and I trust your decision right now. Uh, it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And then we checked right after the prayer, and the dude had a toenail. <laughs> so, um, and I have so many other stories like that. Um, but man, being able to remember and to document what's happened. Uh, you really start to see the move of God stack up uh, and, and really pile up in your life. And so as you're fearing God and being instructed by him and then uh, receiving and then obeying, man, you start to see some awesome stuff. And you start to have this list of this journal of like all these moves of God. Then you'll start to see journals filling up voice memos like storage being soaked up with all of these testimonies not just about the stuff in the Bible, but stuff that's happened in your life personally. Mm, so good. Um, yeah, so, so, so the first lesson that I would say is, again, remembrance leads to repetition, repetition leads to reshaping, and then reshaping leads to revelation. The second one is to document the move of God document it in any way shape or form document it um the next thing is to memorize scripture and to say it often uh so we're taking psalm 25 we are tearing this thing up um so hopefully every every sentence every word that we say will be full and enriched with meaning and with depth that we're not just saying words um, that are in the Bible, but we actually know what's being said and we're actually saying it for, for it to change our life. And so with memorizing scripture, you don't need to read, um, you know, from, you know, from your Bible, 
you can you can speak it from your heart and when you truly know it like that way when you're walking to the bathroom or <laughs> walking to a restaurant or when you're waiting in line to order something you're able to um to just pray even if it's just in your head um or whispering i like i like sometimes to whisper more uh because that means like you know like god's like really close and so he has to like lean in close to to hear um to hear what i have to say but that means if i'm whispering i know he's gonna whisper so i need to lean in close to him and the thing is not everyone hears what i'm saying to god because it's a little secret for him and then god's gonna whisper to me because it's not meant for everyone else's ears so uh memorize scripture say it often um, because when you start to say things like, you know, and the word is alive, the word transforms the word. I think in Psalm uh, 34 says it's uh, the word is like milk and honey. It's something sweet and nutritious. And so uh, having it just continuing to uh, to be in your life. You know, you, you look at songs that you sing when you jam out to songs or a genre, your actions and your moods start to be shaped by what you listen to and and what you repeat over and over again if you hear if you hear that you're garbage all your life well boy howdy it wouldn't be too surprising if you feel like uh garbage all the time and so when we continue to read the word over and over and over again i think it's like a karate kid um you may not understand it right now as you're memorizing it for the first time but when you finally have to use this stuff, I remember. I remember. And then you can and then you can say it. And then you can remind people. You can reveal it to people. And then God can use you. And the thing is, is you're not just saying stuff, um, you know, you're not just pulling uh from your own self to encourage someone, but you're actually speaking truth to someone. You're actually speaking the actual words of God to someone and I think that's um oh, that's just so exciting and so um so memorize scripture and then say it often um psalm I, I think some good passages to uh to learn and then this was also like um the point of like we remember so we don't rebel against God like that's kind of the point with uh with like scripture and stuff like that so some good chapters to to start memorizing is Psalm 78 and Psalm 78 actually gives us the reason why David is recalling all of the, like why he's retelling a story of, uh, of history uh, in verse one through eight says so Psalm 78 verse one through eight. He's, he's explaining why he's retelling a story, uh, but Psalm 78 really good talks about uh, the Exodus. Um, Psalm 105 through 106, uh, and then Psalm 120 through 124, and then I'm going to write this down right here, so Psalm 78, okay, Psalm 105 through 106. And then, actually, that should be a comma. And then, lastly, Psalm one twenty through one thirty.
34. Uh, not 24, 34. And Psalm 120 through 134 is uh, the song of the ascents. I would encourage you to study or, or just kind of get like a little bit of like, what are the song of the ascents? Why did they have it? And it's super cool and it's super beautiful. And the way I see it, I started to cry when I started to learn like what they were. Um, that's so good. It's It's just so, so good. And I'm probably going to go through them. Uh, one of these days. Uh, yeah, so so those are good chapters to memorize. Um, now here, uh, the the next point that I have um, tips on like remembering, you know, some things that you can like. Okay, you know, I have I have the verses right here uh, in Psalm twenty five that talks about the importance of remembering what I should remember. Um, now, like you know, how do I do it? Some practical steps, and so you know, I've gone through uh, writing down in your journal, the remembrance, the repetition reshaping revelation, memorizing scripture. The next thing is, here's the thing. Most of the Bible is in the form of a story. So when you're reading, when you're reading the Bible, um, remember that it's in a form of a story. So if you need some help to kind of understand, so like the Bible project um, has some good stuff, like some summaries of the books of the Bible, um, they really help just kind of understand what you're about to read. And they even tell it kind of in a, in a story form. Uh, and so when you're reading, remember it's a story. And when you're reading and trying to remember, like, think of, okay, I'm about to retell this chapter of the Bible. Okay, what are things that I need to remember? And so when you start to read it, it's like, okay, so now I need to, like, imagine I'm at a campfire. And, and, and as I'm reading this, I want to read it like I'm telling a story and everyone's like huddled up with like marshmallows and, and people are, are just so attached and so focused, uh, on, on, on the story. And so as I read, let it be so captivating or let it be so captivating. And so as I read Psalm 24 or as I read Psalm 78, let me remember like, this is a story of what's happened in the past. And so as I read, let me remember it so that I can retell it as a story as well, so that I can teach my children that I can teach and then their children can teach their children and I can teach my grandchildren, my great grandchildren and the stories and the testimonies of God, not just in my life, but in, in scriptures can echo on throughout time. So uh, that point, the Bible's in a form of a story when you're wanting to remember, you know, the Bible, well, most of its story. So read it as a story um, so that you can hopefully can like really help remember. And then the last thing, remembering helps us to live within our roles. So remember the, um, so last week I talked about responsibility. When we remember Psalm 25, when we remember other passages of scripture, we remember our roles uh, in this life. We remember um, what we are supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do. You know, I'm not supposed to be my savior. Jesus is. Um, I'm not supposed to be my comforter. Holy Spirit. Or my friends are supposed to also help comfort me. So realizing our roles um, 
It's very important. And so remembering helps us live within our roles. And so um, we'll go with that. I, I, th I think we'll end on that note. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This is a two-hour video. Uh, I'm really excited about this. Um, I think, you know, this went well. Uh, I really I really hope this encouraged you, uh, that this really uh, opened up the text. And I really hope, um, or, you know, I really hope uh, this was able to give you some practical taps, uh, steps and some, some, some real genuine stories from a 21-year-old um, of how God has been faithful, um, how the enemy attacks, uh, and, and how to better uh, grow and, and, and walk closer to Jesus. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to have another episode coming up soon. Um, I forgot which one it is. Hold on, let me just check. Just, just to give you all a little sneak peek. Um, because you all have stayed for so long. <laughs> uh, here we go. It's almost there. Come on, somebody. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, so... Today we're doing remembering, and then uh, next week we're doing uh, relying, and so you know rely, uh, R E L Y, uh, the importance of asking for help, and then you know just kind of remembering I can't do it on my own, and so that's what we're going to be doing in Psalm 25 is focusing on relying next week, uh, relying on God and relying on others. Uh, it's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited about it. Um, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this was this was just a really good study. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this. Uh, if you have any suggestions for me or like, hey, can you can you talk about this? Like, can you teach about this? Or like, hey, can you go more in depth with this? Like, hey, can you use more scripture? Can you use more of this? Um, man, let me know. I'm super open to uh, suggestions. Um, and I'm going to try to be or I'm going to be releasing an episode every Thursday. Um, and again, my podcast channel uh, is on Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, Anchor, and I think somewhere else. And it's called Zang Quibido Podcast. And then um, my YouTube is Zang Quibido. So again, thank you for tuning in. Love y'all. Have an amazing, amazing night.